Donald Trump even came out, it was funny, made a statement. <laughs> He's like on his Instagram, he goes, man, I sat in silence for weeks. Everybody uh, sat, tried to assassinate my friend. He said, uh, I'll do whatever it takes to clear my name. He said, because, you know, these, uh, you know, ridiculous, uh, you know, charges or allegations and whatever. I'm like, well, I don't know, bro. Are they ridiculous, though, did he? Are they? He, he did it. But then they said, they said whoever these, whoever one of the new people that's, you know what I'm saying, coming out said they're using the same lawyer, Cassie. He about to cash out. He about to cash out. Pocket's about to be deep. Did he did he should have, uh, he should have just paid these people or, um, I guess with these NDAs, right? I mean, I don't know. They might have did one so long ago. You know what I mean? People still say, oh, that probably wasn't enough. I'm a, I won't get them on this, maybe, but I'll get them on this or something like that. I don't know. But. I mean, it's a whole lot of people. I want to say <laughs> Keith D. It seemed like he opened up the floodgates. But really, it started with his uh, ex-bodyguard. It, his ex-bodyguard has been talking about him for years. That's the worst thing he could ever do was fire that man. You know, all the stuff he know of. And he's not even being uh, spiteful. Well, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> I mean... He's really airing them out, and he's—they say he was like almost around Diddy's every, every move, kind of like you know what I mean. But yeah. Uh, mm. Well, gentlemen, we on on a new platform. Yeah, yeah. Riverside. Riverside FM. Is that a whole dog? It's our dog. And. Yeah, we are on a whole platform now. New platform. So, first episode on the new platform. We are down the soldier with the side. We're going to keep it moving. Gonna keep it moving. We got a special guest. Her name is Zoe. Hey, Zoe. What's the name? Um, her name is Zoe. Zoe, I like that. I like that. Is that a, a, a new addition to the family? Or are you doggy sitting? Just doggy sitting. That's 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 wifey's dog. Nah, that's my dude's dog. Oh, hey, who's in the family, man? That's that's little sis. You know what I'm saying? That's family. <laughs> yeah. Like we are. All right, all right, go ahead and get that intro popping, man. I don't like how you do it. You flow with it. I, I was thinking about doing the intro, and I was like, my flow don't flow like that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tapping into another episode of In My Healings. I am one of your hosts. You can call me Scrub Daddy. You can call me Cam. You know what I'm saying? The man. You got Dark Gable. You got CJ. You got my brother, Rob. CJ, let him know what we're talking about today. All right, it's your man, Dark Gable. Oh, better known as CJ. Also right. known as Coffee Black. Also known as Sugar Duckington. Also known as Decatur Shouty. And today's topics, 
Actually, it's some serious shit. Some Lena Morris, some serious, real shit. We've been hearing a lot what's been going on with Palestine and Israel. We're going to hit on that. But usually when things, those instances like that, wars like that, revolutions like that, they seem to take precedent when it comes to media. And we seem to forget about what we're going to talk about tonight. We seem to forget about all the countries that are dealing with war in a country being ravished and internal fighting, which is the Congo. And that's what's been going on in the Congo has actually been going on for a while, too. Then we also got other topics we can discuss, too, tonight. There's a topic I do want to bring up. There's a recent shooting at UNLV. Uh. And I'm afraid that this country is becoming too numb to it. It's black Americans we've kind of went numb to. Like, when Columbine happened to black Americans, we was like, okay, that's messed up. But we used to shootings at our school. At least that's how it was down here. We were used to shootings. We were used to somebody pulling up at school and shooting up a wheel talking on that. But we all um, we got a whole host of topics on the docket that organically will come up. But just to start, I do want to talk about what's going on in the Congo. If you don't know what's going on in Israel or Palestine, if you're religious, if you believe in God, it's essentially a whole new one is being fought for those folks who take that. The others is about after after the Holocaust, what happened was those Jews in those in those countries, those Hasidic Jews in uh, Germany, East European, Europe, European, they were looking for a place to where essentially they could live in peace. The place they assumed they could live in peace was Israel. And that's because of the liberty, historically, that's supposed to be a promised land for problem with that is you had a whole Palestinian government that was also a part of that land around the time too. Now mind you just to set dates this wasn't 1864 this wasn't 1772 this was literally around World War II ended around 1948 243. So this is going to 1940s when all this is happening. So this is fairly new. Them are, the argument over the land isn't new, at least from Israeli's point of view. Or the Jewish point of view, because that's really what it is. Because it's really it's really Jews against Muslims. The Palestinian government are more of an Islamic Muslim government. The Muslim people and the Israel people of government is essentially their their flag is the Star of David. So they're they're Jewish people. So that's what's been taking precedent over what's going on because of it's it's titillating, it's it's scandalous, it's it's a lot of he say she say back and forth. But what's actually definitively been going on in the Congo we don't be talking about we don't talk about it. It's been going on just as long. Y'all ever heard of Leo, King Leopold? Yes. King Leopold was, and 
And the past certain Belgian things I like. I know that's a side. The Belgians do very well. <laughs> Waffles. They do they apples and they do chocolates really well. Three things I enjoy from. <laughs> the Belgian. But when it comes to apparently when it comes to genocide, they also do that well too. Because yeah. when King Leopold decided to go into to the Congo, take over the Congolese people, because it was British Congo at one point, and not the Dutch Congo at one point. And he decided to take over the Congolese people and have them mine for rubber trees. For those who don't know, rubber, one rubber is really valuable. You can look at everything. I'm sitting outside this car right now. Rubber tires. Rubber buffering on like my furniture and things. Everything shoot. Even on this phone, it's a rubber phone case. Rubber has always been a high demand. And rubber comes from trees. Rubber trees. The Congo, the country in Africa, happens to produce a hell of a lot of rubber. King Leopold found that out and had literally mining for rubber in every part of the process from chopping down the trees to mining. And if they refused to, and it's a one, that's a dangerous job, especially around that time with certain technologies. Two, if they refused to do it, cut off limbs. They did the final numbers of the mass genocide with Congo and he murdered more Congolese people than Hitler did during the Holocaust. Yeah. Alright, so let's fast forward. Fast forward today, what's going on within the Congo? We still have infighting within the Congo it's the same thing with everything. And for anybody I advise you to research and look it up because it's a lot. You have governments and revolutions. So, and that's not being talked about. People are being murdered at the same rate Palestinians and Israel. Israelis are being murdered. And we're not discussing it. So really, I do want to talk about exactly what's going on with Congo, but my question for y'all is, why do y'all think it is that when black lives across the diaspora period, anytime they're taken at a rapid rate, folks are like, eh, it's almost like motherfuckers are like, eh, it's third world country, stuff like that is supposed to happen. It is what it is. Like, the Black Lives Matter movement start, started with, I got it. Anybody black understands that? have to say that because it seems like y'all don't give a fuck. It's crazy, but I know if I die today or tomorrow, people close to me will agree. But that's about it. Everybody else is going to keep it moving. My lockout works are going to clear it out and, and they're going to open it up for somebody else. I've seen it happen at that job. Co-worker passed away this thing, you know, her shit gone. So why, why do y'all think it is they care more about these lives in these other countries than black lives? I can't even say it's white. If it seems to be happening to any other people, if it's France, if it's, if it's Japan, 
if it's Brussels, if it's anywhere else but here. As far as black people here, black people abroad, you, you have black people being murdered. In Australia, with the Aboriginal people, why do y'all think that is? Like, that's what I want to get to. Like, we can sit there and dissect and talk about what's going on in these war torn countries and get political about it. Oh, we can just, like, why is it that you literally have mass murders going on right now? Two different parts of the world. Only one of them is getting more publicity. Why is that? Go ahead, man, y'all. Yeah, it's a little heavy, CJ. You posed an excellent question. Um, I can't even begin to explain why that is. Have we been, have people become so numb over here that whatever goes on, you know, in America doesn't matter? I feel like we have, we've become, people in the United States have become numb. Anytime anything happens abroad, they don't respond. The majority doesn't respond unless they look like the majority. Like, think about what happened with France or what happened in Notre Dame. In, in the, that was just the building catching fire. Like, there was a mass, there was a mass gathering. Y'all, let's figure out something. Let's do something. Let's help. Pray for France. People putting literally the French, the French flag on their Facebook profiles. People are posting about Notre Dame in the building, catching fire. But you literally have people's homes being set on fire, purposely being murdered, being raped in Africa. And not saying Africa, not saying it's continent because folks. I need them to stop little boy Mother Africa. I really do. Side note. That flag that y'all see in y'all children's history books, the same flag you see, is inaccurate. It is an inaccurate depiction on how large the continent of Africa is. The continent of Africa is so large, America fits in it multiple times. Our country, the whole entire country, fits in it multiple times. So, we not, and then we're not going to act like Africa is just all just hunter gatherers, because that's not the case either. They have a thriving metropolis like we do. And just like over in our country, where we have homeless population, we have dilapidated homes, we have people dealing with that. One thing that I know of that we they aren't outwardly doing, at least in our country, is forcing people in mass numbers enslaving in the whole countries. That's a problem. And we seem to turn a blind eye to it unless we get benefit. Only way I can see somebody interceding to doing anything is if they can benefit. And I don't even know the situation as far as they run the trees and if they've grown back enough for them to be able to even drive off of that. It's sickening, man. This shit really is sickening. These are the things that I wanted to talk about. Because the whole time I'm just seeing Israel, Palestine, Israel, Palestine. And black people, we really don't have a dog in that fight. Unless you're Jewish. Unless you're... Uh, 
and that and that's a whole nother discussion between Jews and you know, between Palestine and Israel. Because you do have some black people who feel like they have a dog in the fight because religious beliefs. You have some black people who are who are Jews, you have Jewish background. You have some people, you have some black people who are Muslim or Islamic. And I let Bob's more the expert on this. I need, especially my people, it's just a side of it. Anytime somebody brings up that Muslim or they practice the Islamic faith, there's one set, there's more than one set of the Islamic belief. And that gets wrapped up into that's a whole other conversation, but that gets wrapped up into Al-Qaeda and all that other bullshit. But Rob, can, if you don't mind, can explain that more. You have what? You have your Shiite? Um, uh, yeah, Sunni, Ahmadiyya, um, what's that? Minanoan, uh, you have, uh, that's a lot of different sects, just like it is in Christianity. Uh, so yeah, a lot of them, uh, you know, have one uh, interesting as part of the religion that uh, you know, it's, they say religion is like, you know, the game we used to play as kids, right? We are, we're in a, a group. Uh, let's say about 10 of them, we all whisper in each other's ear. When it comes back to me, and I started, you know, I'll probably laugh because I'm like, that ain't what I said. Just imagine that through years. Hell, um, hundreds of years. You know, so, you know, this is what it is. Things get lost in translation. And mm. also, people, you know, it's through interpretation, right? Because, uh, uh, the Bible is interpreted many ways. Uh, you know, like the you know, King James version and, and so forth. So yeah, that's what it is. Uh, you know, but they, they said you know religiously that this would happen. You know what I mean? That they would break down in the sects, different sects, and you know, I mean. So yeah, that, that that's. Pretty much it. It's just uh, different divisions, you know, of interpretations of how, you know, they worship their Lord. And I feel like that's literally what's going on with Israel and Palestine, which is why, honestly, the amount of attention that we're paying attention to it, we should. Like, I'm not saying don't worry about the women and children who are dying and men who are dying over here. But as for me, I see what skin tone I am. And I can't even get mad when white people look at other white people. Like, oh my God, this is happening to me. I don't. Like, if a white girl is missing and you know, white folks are like on TV and seeing it, it's like, oh my God. I'm not saying we're going to black black kids. Because you're closer to what it looks like you. So naturally, I can encounter this and it is what it is. But naturally, I'm going to be more concerned 
care more about what's going on in the Congo. Well, I think America's uh, standpoint uh, is, uh, you know, cause, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You're connected culturally, um, but uh, you know, uh, I don't know anybody. You know, respectfully, if anybody have dealt with African people, uh, they tend to think that they're better. A lot of, so you know, so. But for the ones who are open-minded and stuff like that, and I appreciate. But that's all I have to say is I think America doesn't deem Congo as a threat. You usually tap into anybody you deem to be a threat or an enemy. And I think that this would say, um, I think it's easy to always show what other folks are doing and paint them dirty as opposed to, you know, your own, to be self-incriminating uh, to Basically, you know, like so, like telling on yourself. Because I mean, I think I've read an article where, um, you know, like uh, Americans, you know, white Americans uh, will, will help and aid over over there, but they were also impregnating a lot of uh, the women over there, and basically paying Please. them to not say nothing, uh, and been doing so for a long time but you know uh, I guess you know I'm scared of the powers that they see you know the white American men possess they just kept quiet and you know moved on but yeah they were you know essentially raped so who would want to report that right you know um, but we love to look at you know, Islamic people in, in, a, in a negative connotation they're terrorists. So, no, maybe the Palestinians, Israelis, you know, they, they don't pose as an immediate threat to us, but they might um, enliven uh, other Islamic countries, you know, especially, I don't know, because America, if any kind of involvement in that, uh, they want to possibly, you know, oh, watch out, you know, this may be posed as a threat to other Islamic countries as they have done in the past. So I think that's, you know, um, that's how they want to paint the picture, right? Um, you know, America as a way of, you know, using their, their paintbrush, you know, so. I'm convinced the United States of America is afraid of the Islamic religion. I'm, I'm so convinced. These 36 years of me being here and everything that I've seen, anytime I see anybody of it, let's just start in this country. You can name Islamic leaders in this country who were villainized and murdered because of what they would preach. Because of, honestly, I guess just just my belief about the Islamic faith. The Islamic faith tells more of the truth than the Christian faith. The Islamic faith is more about peace and principles than what the United States of America has got us believing. Mm. This isn't just from being around people who are of the Islamic faith, but this is actually researching it, 
practicing it just to see, be like, okay, is this something I would be interested in? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, there's a level of peace in this. But the United States government wants to be afraid of it because it's a freeing, it's a freeing practice. So how do you do that? You villainize it not only here with with the nation of Islam, because that's what they zeroed in on. Because the nation of Islam, at least here, and then you use the terrorist attacks, which had no real association of any Muslim here. And you create a level of fear. You keep people reined in with a level of fear. So when you see somebody in the airport with a burger, you get you get afraid as fuck. Like for real. Because <laughs> you don't understand something, you villainize it. That's why even people who do openly practice Islam. Like I'm proud when he actually said out loud. Like they should be. A lot of hip hop artists are actually Muslim. Dave Chappelle, Buster Rhymes, um, shit, all the Tribe Called Quest. I was just looking at a uh, Ty Dollar sign. He just took his shot. <laughs> oh, what? He went over to Dubai and just. But yeah, so, you just, know. You know yeah, it's oh, just, Lil uh, Dirt. So I, t- I take back, I take back oh, wow. my statement. I take back my statement. Black people do have a dog in this fight. The black people who are of the Islamic faith have a dog in this fight for Palestine. I'm still researching because I don't want to lean so far on one side without knowing all the information. But sure. my, right now, my lean is just a little bit closer towards Palestine because I'm I'm seeing what's going on. I'm at least seeing what they're showing us what's going on. But because we don't know, then again, the media can script and write for you to believe what's actually happening over there. And that's what's confusing. The same with the con, just like you can create a narrative for us to believe over here, what's going on in Israel, you're doing in the Congo, and you're, you're actually sweeping it underneath the rug. So that's the issue I, I really have. That's the issue I really have with all this. Because I'm black, and I can't, I, I can't help but lean into that. Mm. Like, what do you? What is the United States of America? My country, because I was born here, and my ancestors, our ancestors, literally built this country. So help me understand why we aren't seeing what's going on over there in the system in mass numbers. You can send an army to Israel, send an army to Congo. Or you just rather the savages just kill themselves. That, but then that, that would also give them reason to justify some of the shit that they do here. That we can paint them as murderers and evil in one part of the country. Then here we can treat them a certain way and get away with it. I need them to get a handle on that. I need this not I need our government to get a handle on that. Because what you think, this generation is completely different from my generation, any generation I've ever seen. And not saying they're going to be the one, but what's going to happen with the generation after them and generation after them? 
this generation is already fed up and not willing to sit there and be on some non-violent shit. So what you think is going to happen with their kids and their kids? Eventually, if you do this, you're going to have black people across the United States of America and eventually across the diaspora who come together and there's going to be a full-scale race war. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just letting you know it's possible to happen. And then it's going to go from race war to economic war. Because once you kill enough people, folks are going to be like, hold on. Man, you're in the same situation I'm in. And that's what you did a half and a half knots. Like, when I'm here, what is it? Um, Hamas? Apparently, Hamas are these billionaires who are sitting in Qatar somewhere pulling the strings from there. So it seems like it's deeper. And then it makes you think, like, okay, if y'all not, if y'all doing that, then y'all purposely are letting things go silent in the Congo. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if y'all had a hand in that. It's sure not being told. I'm sure it'll later come out. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a bit to bring awareness, awareness on it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, I think how they look at it is, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not enough people being killed and taken advantage of for America to, you know, to say something about this is you know it's like it's something it's, it's not you know uh, something right so I know I said we would discuss lighter topics I mean not lighter topics heavier topics yeah but this one I gotta bring up because uh, my gut is telling me this nigga's guilty at the rate he paid off for a settlement is telling me that he's guilty. And then if we no, because normally I'm like we're not discussing this. It's a, it's a pop culture. No. No. It's too many red flags. Fuck it. We're going to talk about it. Y'all get mad at me. We're going to talk about this shit because I got a real opinion on this. Sean P. Diddy or Puffy Combs <laughs> was accused of physical abuse and, and, and rape and and what prostitution too like a prostitution ring yeah. oh that nigga did that he ought, to, he ought to get charged with child endangerment that nigga did that like everybody around him has either been sick or died or been to prison yeah. I can name him off Shine Prison Black Rob Dead Craig Mack Dang. Big. Dang. Mm-hmm. Man, J- Man, Jay don't want to get away from him. Casey and JoJo strung the fuck out. <laughs> Heavy D. Dang. Andre Arell. Dang. Shit ain't no coincidence, man. They still the one who made that Mace found God, God go. <laughs> That's probably why Diddy ain't touching. Now he, now yeah, he talking about Diddy now. Now he, I love that, I love that. Um, cause they, it's a TV show. They call it the TV show. So I'm gonna respect, I'm gonna respect the guys
Yes, sir. Facebook, you so crazy, Cam. You, 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 you so crazy. <laughs> nah, Cam being real, though. Man said yeah. something strange. Something ain't adding up. Cam Brother, like, brotherly <laughs> love doing something. Real talk, though, son. Real talk, B. Nigga over there doing something, right? You crazy, Cam. Man, <laughs> now, out, of, out of all the years that, that Diddy done, you know what I'm saying, had this legendary success. We've all heard something strange. We've all witnessed something strange from his TV shows. Relationships are strange. Matter of fact, yeah, what's her name? Kim Porter? She died. She died, yeah. Now, mind you, three of those people that I was talking about were writing tell-all books when they died. Kim, one of them. Andrea Rill's writing tell-all. Kim Porter's writing tell-all. Wow. And I think Heavy D was writing tell-all. Uh, that, shit, that shit ain't no coincidence, man. There's something going on in that industry. And the fact that he's been able to survive that long. In any industry, you're going to make some sacrifices to survive. If you're going to survive that long. But who was he mentored on? You said what? Uh, who was he mentored on? Usher. Cloud Davis and uh, Andrea Rell. Yeah. It was uh, they, they was the question. They and they both funny stuff. Nothing against, but you know, I think Clive later came out as but Andrea Rell. I don't think he ever met it. So let's let's be for real to talk about this. There's uh, many jokes we can crack about this. The man is being accused and has been accused of doing some foul shit over the years. Let's actually take a real look into that as a community. As a community, I know we love to support our own, and if you're talented, we forgive you, i.e. Chris Brown, James Brown, shit, Bobby Brown. If you're talented, <laughs> if you're talented, we forgive you. Diddy just put out a new album, so niggas is, and I'm not going to fry. That love album? Yeah. Damn. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's a great body of work. But that don't, don't excuse what he's being accused of. And then there's probably some truth to it. There's what he's saying, what she's saying, and the truth is in the middle somewhere. And that's a problem that's been going on in our community, man. We don't hold each other accountable. And when we do hold each other accountable, first thing said is, nigga, you a hater. No. This nigga really might be out here sexually assaulting motherfuckers. Abusing motherfuckers. And we just sitting there like it's entertainment. We actually watch this nigga do it on TV. This nigga made motherfuckers walk blocks in the New York window to go get cheesecake. And we laughed at this kids. You know, man, people take their shirts off in front of the camp, like on TV. He encouraged the fight. Like, get the fuck on out of here, man. Like, what we, what we gonna get to a point to where we, man, one, we, res- we respect ourselves, man. Like, we not perfect. So I'm not gonna get put out this picture perfect image of what we should be. But when we gonna be a little conscious of some shit? I, well, I think he lives in a world where money is power. 
and you know you got enough of it to do what you want and that's why he's been able to do what he wanted for so long but um <clears throat> even that has a cost you know what i mean if you your money got to be that long and uh i mean enough people keep hitting his pockets and i mean he's having to step down from a lot of his uh you know cash cows um you know and this this may deem to be a problem, you know, but you know uh, if he does get taken to trial by any of these people, they hit him with these bigger uh, lawsuits, and then the restitution fees. Uh, that's a wrap. Yeah, then that's when it starts getting you know crazy for him, and then believe it or not, they said actually, uh, Cassie, the reason why she was able to get. Well, she agreed to the settlement, but she could have took him for a lot more if they would have went to trial because she sued him, his companies, you know what I mean? Uh, she sued multiple entities of him. And, you know, so in his mind, it's like, well, damn, well, name the price, you know, without going to trial. But, yeah, she oh. could have really took him to the bank and drove Oh, Oh, that lets me know something else there. That lets me know a whole bunch of things there. That lets me know one, she had to help him do that shit. I mean, he had to help him pay off. Because uh, in suits like that, as far as the information I know, they pull, they look into your books. Yep. They look at everything that you've been paying for. Like every cent. It's worse than buying a home. Like, I don't know if y'all ever brought a home or not, but when you're buying a home, they look into every single financial detail. For sure. They look at they try they look to see what you're paying for while you're buying a home. And the purchase better not be too big because you my point is, Diddy knew what was going on. There's something going on with them companies then too. And then there's also something going on with the companies that can trace back to some of the deviant shit he had there. She probably got receipts and shit written down. He probably had information. There's some kind of paper trail leading to something. Oh, yeah. That motherfucker paid up. He looked like he was about to throw up or something. The man was panicked. You try to take me for 30 million and I ain't do nothing? Nah, we finna go to work. At some age, you would think. I would just sit down, if I'm him, sit down somewhere, and if I'm going to do some shit, and do some shit within the privacy of your own home, and have somebody sign some NDAs. Shit, that's what he's talking about. Like, you ain't got to be, you, you could literally pay for sex slaves if you want to. Like, people who are openly cool with that shit, as long as that check clear, they don't care how let you beat them, pee on them, do whatever. There's ways to do the shit he want to do with consent. Alright. Yeah, I was tripping on Suge Knight, but Suge Knight might have been on to something, boy. <laughs> In 96. He said, y'all want to produce all in the videos. 
all right. <laughs> you know, sure night gonna be right there waiting on him to get there. <laughs> yeah, Booty all butt. of a sudden you're gonna go from partially blind to uh, you know miraculously uh, <laughs> healed. And he's gonna uh, he's gonna pay Diddy a visit. Yeah, like Look, if you you gonna go from Diddy to Daddy. Yeah, if you if you're a black yeah. man, if really really if you're a black man. If they, they don't do it to black women as often. They do do it to black women. But if you're a black man, a black celebrity, black person of influence, yeah, they'll find a way to discredit you if you give it to them. If you give it to them. If you got money and they ain't got none, and yeah. you doing shit that ain't normal, or it's going to get you caught up eventually. And if you're going to have a megaphone, megaphone about your opinions about shit that you know is going to be... Conflicting with theirs. <clears throat> make sure you make sure you ain't got no skeletons in your closet that can kill your point. Bill Cosby. Hmm. Right now, you start revering Jonathan Majors as his great actor, which he is, and what they do discredit him. Shit got me afraid from a Herschel Ali, to be honest with you. Why said it? Because I. Cause they they kind of tried it before with him, but anytime we have a black, it seems like a black celebrity, a black entertainer who is gaining some ground, not just in Black America but white America. Yeah. If they say or do anything that's against what they believe, that can galvanize. Yeah. They dismiss. Nate Parker was completely fine until he would literally create until he shot on um, Birth of a Nation. Mind you, that the rape that he was accused of had happened a decade or more prior. Nothing was said about it until he came out with a birth of a nation, which was about Nat Turner. So that's why I said it got me afraid for Mahershala. One, Mahershala is unabashedly, he's unabashedly Muslim. Like, he don't even try it to hide that he's Muslim. And when he opens his mouth, it's always with grace and elegance, but it's also about uplifting his people. But then he's a good actor. He, he has, what, two Academy Awards? Yeah. But he I ain't think... got them. So you think, and every time he does something that gets mass appeal, critical appeal, and stuff like that, you gain power, you gain influence, you gain money. They don't want us to be too powerful. And I think in uh, in Nate Parker's thing, because he was making, uh, of course, whenever you come to Hollywood, this is what Hollywood does, comes and digs the dirt on. So that movie, Birth of a Nation, he funded that movie. So I think he was just kind of like coming at you in Hollywood. Nobody wanted to touch it. You know what I mean? Um, basically, uh, you know, nobody wanted to you know, help him out and stuff like that. So he kind of like you know, spat in their face a little bit, did it off my own money, my own merit. Now I'll get it back. I didn't need them. And, you know, yeah, they, I guess I'm not their favorite and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, kind of like once he got spat in the face, then, uh, you know, that's where these, like you said, old allegations, uh, you know, the rape thing come up and stuff like that. 
and that was around kind of like the time where his movie was coming out, he was doing his little promo. So, you know, and, and attempts to, uh, you know, hurt his box office pockets. And it like. did, and it did. Because up until that point, that movie was projected to break records at the box office. I'm that movie was supposed another, to be. Kind of like Birth of a Nation uh, movie. That wasn't the first one, right? He, he did that on purpose. He named it after that. The first Birth of a Nation was shot like 1940s. Okay. 1930s, 1940s. And basically, that initial birth of the nation was basically a love letter to the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, it, it depicted black people trying to take over the South, take over the southern region of America, and us as, as monsters and villains, and the Ku Klux Klan as heroes. Like, so much. This movie is so, that movie is so revered. One, it's in the Library of Congress. Oh, wow. It's in the Smithsonian. And that movie premiered, I, I want to say, on the White House line. Mm-hmm. The, wow. the first premiere of that movie was on the White House line. So Nate Parker naming in that was purposeful because of <laughs> it's a tongue-in-cheek type thing. The problem with that was that movie was a powerful movie. Well, after he was supposed to win a lot of awards for that. But you discredit him before he gained any kind of political power because you know that's what's coming next. <laughs> the same with Killer Mike. Only reason I feel like they're not going to come after Killer Mike is because he's lived his life out in the open. He openly. Oh, <laughs> Some of the shit, the rhetoric he taught, he told the line. But the rhetoric he has about, like, he would kill your master shirt on national TV, on, on Atlanta TV. Oh, uh, when he's trying to tell people to calm down in the city. But if you listen to his music, he's a revolutionary too. But he also talked about drug dealing and the messed up shit he did. So they can't bring that out and discredit him. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but if you, as a black man, if you live your life out in the open flaws and all, and you plan on speaking up for a cause, You'll have to live it that way. You'll have to openly have your flaws out there because somebody's going to find it. Whatever you're doing, somebody's going to find it. Yeah. Now, if you ain't out there speaking up, people mind their business and don't even look for shit. But, man, we got a long way to go as a people. As black men, we got a long way to go. And the topic I want to discuss next time is masculinity. I was having that conversation with Brown. And, yeah, we'll get into it deeper next time. But I feel like. And that's Cam, it makes us say pause. Pause. Like they trying to kill. (laughs) Yeah, pause. (laughs) And they trying to get it. They're trying to dismantle and tear down black masculinity. I really believe that. And black masculinity is. At least in my opinion, is what most folks think it is. But it is what you would imagine it to be. Like there's nothing wrong. Like we are both masculine and feminine energy. But don't 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 me to me or villainize me for having showing masculinity. And I feel like it's gotten to that. It's starting to get to that point. But I digress. <laughs> so we'll discuss that next time. Um before we get off. 
my boy, I ain't gonna tell you, he in an undisclosed location. He's going to Houston, Atlanta, Vegas right now. Oh. He's going to Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. If y'all for y'all that need to know. And he'll be back. He'll be back what? November. <laughs> November November thirty second. Hope you have fun down there, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy Damn, you ain't say too much this episode, bro. Now I was really trying to get a um a grasp on the Congo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and that's I haven't heard sometimes. too much about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's deep. Because I remember when um Rwanda was was talked about. That's what it was bringing back memories of that. So just listening and trying to encompass and trying to get a grasp on what you're talking about. Yeah, it's similar to what's what happened with Rwanda, man. Like these African countries, it happens a lot, but they sweep it under the rug because it happens in isolated. Like villages, it won't be the entire country that's going through this. Sometimes, sometimes it'll be an area within the country. Sometimes it is the whole country, but on I, I just don't sit well with me, man. It don't sit well with me that we can just sweep somebody black going through something. We sweeping underneath the rug. We do it here in America. Yeah, like if you're on the freeway and somebody white that's homeless, or somebody black that's homeless. Most people bypass the black homeless person. Me, I'm gonna actually give a second look. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? If I feel like he's hustling and trying to trying to earn something, I'm gonna give him some money. The white homeless man, I just look like you. You wasted your whiteness. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I hate to look at it like that, but yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Yeah. You literally wasted your privilege. You literally can go get a job at McDonald's, and if you do a halfway decent job, you could be managed by that motherfucker in a couple of years. You could be a supervisor. You could be a supervisor in about a month. If you're halfway decent. Even at our job. I ain't even going to say the dude's name because it ain't even warranted to bring up his name. He only deserves when he bring up his name. But if he was to stop doing so much and do a halfway decent job, within six years, that man will probably make manager. <laughs> I can see yeah. All right, beloved. Y'all have a blessing. All right. Yes, sir. Go ahead, get us out, Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, this has been another episode of In My Healings. We are Black Kings. Please follow us at underscore. What is it? For underscore Black Kings. Check us out on IG. Check us out on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You name it, we on there. Thank you. Yeah. Peace.